Hey guys, this is your warning. We do post up spoilers. At times we're relatively offensive. We use vulgar language. So if you think that any of those are gonna offend you in any way, shape, or form, take your step back right now. Cause buddy, uh, this is not the place for you. Anywhom, have fun listening to us. And yeah, this has been your final warning. What the fuck is up, you guys? We're here with another episode of fucking Cinematic Anarchy. We got fucking Chris. Yep. Omar. My son works. And Maybe. Junie. Maybe? And Junie? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there he is. Bueller. No, we can hear you <laughs> No. Okay, I'll just say not again. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about Rapture Palooza, but we're gonna hit off with fucking Pitchstorm first. So let's do the thing, you guys. Before we uh, dig in, just want to say there is a massive delay on uh, Mr. Juni's end. That's why I didn't hear him at first. He was speaking, yeah. and then like five seconds later. God damn it! Am I? Is it delaying still bad? Like real bad? Yeah, there's like a, maybe a, a two second delay. So. <laughs> All right, so when you guys ask me a question, just give me like two seconds for my yeah, hand to catch right. up. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll hop off. It's a big problem. I, I honestly, to be completely honest, I don't, I don't, I have not seen Rapture Palooza yet. I kind of hopped on because I got the call and I was like, bet. <laughs> it's a good fucking movie. Any yeah. movie that uh, you casts, want, uh, you want that in your life? The cast, I, I uh, had low expectations. Ken Jong is God. I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that is that seems like a whole ass vibe. Probably, <laughs> probably the oh, yeah. most foul mouth depiction of God that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Doctor Ken can do no wrong in my book. It's officially, a- with this, of, I mean, I love Doctor Ken before, but right now, right now, officially, he can do no wrong. In my book. <laughs> okay. As long I never, as it's I never saw him the day he played God. <laughs> right? I'm going to put that up there with uh, my second favorite depiction of God. My favorite, obviously, being... Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yes. Yeah, Morgan Freeman was dope as God. So. Morgan Freeman is God. My, uh, my favorite depiction of God was in uh, Dogma. <laughs> Dogma. That was that was definitely my favorite depiction. Alanis the, uh, yeah, the female god. That was pretty cool. Just walks yeah, out, boops dope. the guy on the nose. Boop. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, thank. All right. Anywho. Yes. Moving on. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and start with the uh, the pitch storm. And I'm not sure if we're gonna do two full ones, so I'm gonna let you pick A or B. Uh. 
A. A? Ab. You pick both, really, Omar? <laughs> a, M, B. No, A. Oh, I guess that's a uh, majority rules anyway. <laughs> All right. So, our pitch storm for this evening. A genie trapped in a magic lamp learns that their father is an evil god bent on galactic domination. Mm. Okay. Galactic domination. And the notes here say add dragons or ice zombies. People love that. Okay, so we got fucking... We basically got a cross between Aladdin, the Avengers, and uh, Game of Thrones. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. We should make Charlie Sheen the main character of this. Guardians of the Galaxy. Charlie... Charlie Sheen as himself, though. Charlie Sheen somehow ends up as a genie in a bottle. Like, the most yep. fucked genie in existence. Yeah, genie crackhead. Yep. <laughs> Charlie okay. needs work. I'll give him that. Charlie needs work. So let's let's make Charlie Sheen the uh, the genie in the bottle. <laughs> He's just, like, blowing lines every, like, few minutes. Yep. Wait, I'll be back. Go back to the bottom and go back out. See, I like the vibe because it's like, it's as if, like, it's as if, like, Charlie Sheen, like, the depiction itself, like, him on the streets, homeless, smoking DMT or something crazy like that, and he thinks he's this crazy <laughs> genie that is trying to take over the galaxy. The entire shit, movie's you know, just like... him on a bad trip. <laughs> yep. So you feel like it should flip back and forth between Charlie's real life and, yes. and yeah. what yeah. he thinks is going on. Definitely. Okay, so so we watched fucking um. And every time he every time he smokes that shit, you know what I'm saying? He becomes the genie, that kind of thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay, like, so we watched um, back and forth. <laughs> the voices, right? You guys yes. remember that movie, right? Yes. With uh-huh. uh, Ryan Reynolds, the dog mm-hmm. and the cat. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want like the the switch between reality and like his fucked up mental state. To be like what Ryan Reynolds was seeing, like everything's super dull and gray and fucking just like boring and depressing, and there's fucking like it's just gross everywhere. Fucking when yeah. he's like when he's all fucked up and shit, fucking like, everything's all like happy and bright and fucking bubbly and shit. Yeah. And then he well, starts I... seeing fucking zombies and dragons and shit. Dragons. So basically, zombies is, zombies is too saturated in the market. You've got to basically, because of this, you have to, that, that whole idea right there, you have to cast Martin Sheen as a fucking galactic god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In Charlie Sheen's eyes. I'm okay with that. And Emilio Estevez, uh, <laughs> probably their archangel or something. <laughs> Emilio Estevez is an archangel? Oh, God. Yeah. This is already a movie that I would pay top dollar to watch. Like, zero, zero questions asked, man. Like, Angel with a sword and a beard. And the whole reality of the situation is just uh, Martin Sheen and, and Charlie... Uh, and no, uh, Emilio Estevez just trying to deal with Charlie's shit. <laughs> like, fuck, you're dragging us down at this point. Come on. Fucking... Like, someone, like, rubs his lap and they become his master and shit. Fucking... He's, he doesn't do the whole, like, trickster genie thing that he's supposed to do. He's like, sure, whatever, man, here you go. It's only hookers. 
<laughs> it's only hookers. That's the only people that Lindsay rub the Lohan magic lamp. Lindsay Lohan is one of them. <laughs> oh my god. We need to throw Lindsay Lohan in there. <laughs> I'm just seeing this this mildly perverse switch. Like he oh he's god. like high, and he, some one of the girls is just stroking the nozzle of the lamp. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so where do we want to go with this? Perfect. That is that. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's where it's at. Okay, so Martin Sheen is a fucking angry, jealous god, right? And he doesn't want fucking anybody looking up to fucking Charlie, even if it's just, you know, hookers and fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking all time into the... Shitty people. Fucking... <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's what Charlie Sheen kind of surrounds himself with, is shitty people, so... Yeah. He is a shitty people. Wasn't he married to Denise Richards at one point? I think yeah. so. He was. Yeah, that fits. Okay. <laughs> like, like, like you said, he is shitty people. <laughs> he is shitty people. So so he starts sending fucking like So Martin Sheen starts sending like dragons and ice zombies from fucking Game of Thrones. And just like everything you can think of. It's, it's just like one giant goofy ass fucking war. Right? And Charlie's just there like fucked up beyond all comprehension. And... I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. I actually feel like... Of the crack. You've seen Hot Shots, right? Yeah. You've seen the Hot Shots movies that he did? That were kind of... He was spoofing himself in the Hot Shots movies. Basically doing like sp- yeah. a spoof on Rambo, Navy Seals, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel... It was like some military style joint. I feel that it should go back and forth between like gritty sort of drama... Like, almost like a reality-based drama to when he's high as hell to, like, a sl- uh, uh, Hot Shots kind of slapstick comedy. I dig it. It just bounces back and forth like that. I dig it. I don't know where else to go sort with the, this movie. Sort of the so na- maybe we half, do the other one? Half the naked gun, half Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just... But we need, we need more to the story, though. He's trying to conquer the galaxy, and Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are his father and sibling that are trying to stop him. We need more. We need more. We need more. I want more! Yep, to the story. I think that, that he's just constantly vying for fame in one way or another, and his, his uh, brother and him, are, uh, his brother and his father are just trying him to get just to get him to stop. And the whole thing is just uh, them sort of trying to figure out whether or not they should have him committed. Yeah. We should have somebody uh, play uh, probably Emilio Estevez's his, love his, interest. His father and brother should be, so it should be a pair of Mormons. Yes. I like that. With those short sleeve shirts and the ties. Elder Sheen. <laughs> yeah see you know what i'm saying trying to say trying to save him and all that stuff and and switching back and forth from reality and not and in reality it's them being like hey man you need help and then when he smokes that shit they're like the archangel and god just being like dude what the fuck are you doing it- like discussing smiting him <laughs> uh so basically we've given over Martin Sheen and told him he's God at this point. He's a galactic God. Yep. Fair enough. So I we, think he'd be okay with that. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about time for Martin Sheen to play God. It's about time. Yeah, I would say. I think I've talked enough about uh, Charlie Sheen, though. Let's move on to the second one. I think we got time to do a second one. Uh, somebody's pouring a drink. I hope that's pouring a drink. I, I was pouring water for Owen. Okay, good. Because it sounded like somebody just took a little bit of yeah, time to hoping. urinate during the podcast. Yeah. It, it was horrible. Same thing. So, okay. Moving hey. on to the next one. It happens. Sorry, guys. Now our second pitch storm of the evening. <laughs> the world's first sentient AI must impress their fiancé's family on a weekend trip. And the note says this entire story should take place in a haunted hospital. Bring fucking Robin Williams back to life. Okay? <clears throat> so we're going to bring Robin <laughs> Williams back to life, and he's going to play fucking Bicentennial Man 2. It's just hmm. a goofy-ass fucking movie about this fucking android that, like, fell in love and with the, the little girl he used to babysit. Like, she's like a, a woman. And fucking, oh, he, no. Like, he, there is a comedian that does a really good Robin Williams impression. Oh, God, I think I know who you're talking about. Seeing as we can't bring him back to life, next best thing is somebody who can impersonate Robin Williams to a T. And yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> for... Hang on, let me look it up. That is what the or, are honestly, talking. I was thinking if you guys wanted to keep it keep it where the AI is kind of, like, awkward, make it Jesse Eisenberg, dude. I mean, he's a, he's awkward, and he's super smart, and you draw that whole thing in, man, that would just, that would really make that, 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 that yeah. kind of vibe, Jamie you know? Costa. Yeah, that will be, <laughs> that will be good. Jesse Eisenberg. We use him a lot for like, stuff. We, we do. But yeah, I right? like him, I like him for Really? We uh, do use him a lot, but I like him for this. If you go back over a lot of our pitch storms, we kind of use him for a lot of different things. A lot of different things. I'm trying to think of somebody... Very versatile actor, you know? He's very versatile with what he can do. <laughs> What's his name? You know who, who, could, who could actually play a robot, basically? A, a guy, a sentient AI. Uh, oh, God. Jim Parsons. Yes! Sheldon from uh, the the. I think that uh... <laughs> yes, that guy right the guy there. About? That yeah, is exactly uh, the guy Costa. right there. Jimmy Acosta. Jamie Costa. Jamie Costa. Okay. So I've, I'm feeling. I kind of like oh, all three of these guys. Junie. Oh no, Juni Juni disappeared. We knew that he, he said he might drop out if uh, his. His stuff went haywire. So I'm like, now I'm tossed up. Now I'm tossed up between Jim Parsons, J- uh, Jamie Acosta, and uh, and Jesse Eisenberg. Like all three of them. Like I, I say, I say Jamie Acosta. Yeah, Jamie Acosta. Okay. Because we, you, we do, you, we do use Jesse way too much. Yeah, so we're gonna redo. Hey, y'all, wait. Redo Bicentennial Man, who is basically. I don't know what you'd call him. Was he like? Was he fully cybernetic to begin with? Yeah, he was fully cybernetic, and then like yeah. he overwent procedures to become human. And God, it's been so long since I've even seen that movie. It's a it's great movie. Such a good fucking movie, dude. Oh my god. Ah. Uh, okay, and who's the love? Seeing as we're going with an older guy, who's the love interest? His fiance. Hmm. 
Scarlett oh. Johansson. Uh, no. What is that girl? Is it R- Renee? Renee? Something. Zellweger? No. No, she was like <laughs> an 80s, 90s staple. I want to say it's Renee Estevez, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking at Renee Estevez. Hang on. No, just... Renee. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Renee something or other. Damn it, that's going to bother me. What, any, like, uh, where she's from? I'm gonna, it, it's, it's, that's going to bother me. That's the problem, is that I can't remember exactly where I know her from. Ah! Ah, such a bother. Renee Russo! Oh, yeah. I remember her. Renee Russo. Okay, there we go. Nightcrawler, Lethal Weapon. Uh, yeah. The Thomas Crown Affair. She was in Tin Cup opposite uh, Kevin Costner. The Thomas Crown Affair. Excellent movie. Get Shorty. She played Natasha in Get The Shorty. Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, Natasha and Boris. Okay. Uh I know, I know who you're talking about. Is she related to Charlie Sheen and, uh, Charlie Sheen and, uh, Emilio Estevez? Like, was she married to Emilio, or? I don't know. Not sure if she's the, the brother, if she's related. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> never mind. She had nothing to do, I'm thinking Renee Estevez, my apologies. She was actually, um... Uh, not Charlie Sheen. Uh, Emilio Estevez's wife in uh, Free Jack. Okay. Have you seen Free Jack? Didn't watch that. Uh, Renee Estevez is their sister, though. The whole concept of Free Jack was um, there were these uh, time. They were time travelers. Basically, these people pulled out of time at the moment of their death. And made to be soldiers in the future. Okay. Emilio Estevez is this F1 uh, race car driver that was supposed to have like an explosive fiery death. And he was pulled out at the moment that his uh, race car was supposed to hit an overpass. Like it got launched into an overpass and it exploded. So, Yeah, it was an interesting movie. One uh, one of my... uh, I don't want to call him favorite musicians, but one of the most charismatic musicians from the uh, 80s and 90, 90s, uh, David Johansson, uh, lead singer of the New York Dolls. Uh, mm-hmm. Johansson. The New York City Dolls. Uh, he was one of the prominent uh, characters in that movie under his uh, pseudonym, uh, what is it, Buster Poindexter? Buster Poindexter. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, he, he did that Some Like It Hot. In the, is, it not, is it Some Like It Hot? Some, yeah, no, no, Hot, Hot, Hot. Some Like hot, It hot, hot was Robert Plant. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, some Feeling Like It Hot was Robert uh, Palmer. Plant, Robert Palmer. That was Some Like It Hot. Hot, okay. Hot, Hot is... Are you really hot, hot, hot? <laughs> Anyhow. So we're in a haunted we're in a haunted hospital somehow. We're busting okay. We're doing this as an homage. It sounds like we're going to do this as an homage to Robin Williams anyway. So we're kind of redoing the Bicentennial Man character. I really feel like we should redo the hospital from Patch Adams. 
But it's once and have Robin Williams ghost fucking show up and just do bad Patch Adam jokes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we're basically letting this guy do all sorts of weird Robin Williams cameos throughout the entire movie. Like he's playing different Robin Williams characters throughout the movie. Yes. Oh my God, he's possessed by the ghost of Robin Williams. Right? That sounds. That sounds. Perfect. I love it. That sounds perfect. So he kind of breaks out into Robin Williams characters throughout yes. the everything from from Mork to Popeye to Jack, everything. Uh, I love it. Uh, what else did he do? Peter Pan. I'd rather do characters. Yeah. Him do characters that only Robin Williams have have done. Let's leave Peter uh, Peter. Peter Pan and Popeye out of it, but let's do the characters that he actually just he did. Well, it's not. He was a franchise. I mean, he did a lot of things that like were remakes of other people's stuff. I mean, there's nobody else that could have done Popeye as well as him, except for maybe Dave Coulier. I want like I want there to be like goofy jump scares, fucking like he pops up out of the basement with the fucking like a pie on his face. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> okay, so where are we going? My favorite, my favorite Robin Williams thing was when he was doing his stand-up that he started being two people. So he's trying to impress his fiance's family. So Uh-oh. is it his her parents or like actual family, like the kids? Are we thinking? Parents. Parents. Okay. So now we need people... I want them to be, like, rich, fucking snobby-ass parents. Because Renee Russo's already in her in her uh, 60s. So we need, like, two people that are, like, in their 80s. Like, old people. Hmm. Who can we... Renee Russo's actually in her 50s. Okay, so since we've got, like, Android technology... Why don't we throw in some fucking altered carbon technology where people got stacks and they can just download their consciousness into a uh, fucking robot? Okay. That sounds good. So, like, we'll have Renee Russo's parents be, like, fucking 30-year-olds. <laughs> no, no, make them, like, mid-20s. 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 So her, like par- her parents are now doing their life over again. There's no yeah. such thing as reproducing yeah. anymore. Nobody reproduces. You just... Download your your consciousness into a into a new body which ages, and then that one dies and you move into it's like a car it gets old and worn out with time. Exactly, exactly. So in your last few years, you choose which body you're gonna have next. Basically, right. So basically, it's like cloning. It's like they 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 um, create your body in a lab. Yeah, that's not good. That's I like good. it. Aubrey Plaza as yes. Renee Russo's mother. Yes. Yeah. Aubrey Half Plaza, mother. but we want her to channel Fran Drescher. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I don't know. If there's snobby and rich, I don't think Fran Drescher will fit that view. I wanna call I wanna say I just I just wanna see Aubrey Plaza do the voice. Nouveau Riche. 
Basically, somebody who had money, but they were new to money just before the change. Yeah. So they're, they're stuck up and they're snobby, but they have no reason to be. It's not like they were born with it. It was just because they came into the money and they said, fuck everybody else. Which, honestly, that kind of attitude fits Aubrey Plaza to a T. <laughs> the whole fuck everybody else, I'm going to do me kind of attitude. <laughs> yeah. And the father... That, who do we want for the, the, the father? The father... We're got, we have to have somebody around Aubrey Plaza's age. Or maybe, the, I mean, he could have been an older guy, too. I mean, I'm good with that. You got to know on young people. Mind you, I'm not keeping I'm not keeping track anymore. I, I know certain people, I don't know other people. <laughs> you know more than me, that's for sure. Hmm. <laughs> I don't oh god. I don't even know, man. Uh let's see. Aubrey Plaza Alex Wolf. Oh yes. There you go. Let's make Alex Wolf the uh, the the father. And Alex and is... they call it and they call themselves mother and they call each other mother and father too. I want like this to be smart. like a, a pen and teller act where we have Aubrey Plaza that talks all the time and Alex Wolf never gets to speak because she always talks over him. Until yeah, the yeah. very end when he has had enough and pulls her stack. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Just disconnects her. We're gonna wait a few years before we give this back. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds good. They're all arguing with him. You know that she's gonna know that you pulled that, Dad. The second you put that back in <laughs> anywhere, she's gonna know that you pulled that. <laughs> so he just like wears her sack around his neck. <laughs> okay, so this is a haunted. This is a haunted. I guess a hospital we're supposed to be going for theme. So basically what you have is the ghost of Robin Williams. That's why it's haunted. Just the ghost of Robin Williams tending the hallways and doing goofy things. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we've run the, we've run the course on this one too. We did. We're just going to start talking around in circles now. <laughs> And we've given, we've given work to an actor who's known for nothing but impressions. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a uh, quick dip into our uh, sponsors, and we will be back momentarily to discuss Rapture Palooza. Unfortunately, minus Junie, who seemed to have faded. Well, no, he, fell, he fell off. His internet was kind of choppy, he did say. Well, he was actually doing all right. I mean, you know, he was coming through when he was talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back. Internet, internet. All right. Welcome back from the break, and for uh, our sponsors, or thank you for listening to them and still sticking around. And uh, we are going to go ahead and discuss our film of the week, uh, which was actually our film of last week. Which, yeah, well. Shit happens, and and here we are. Shit happens. Later. And we had some delay. <laughs> poo poo occurs. Poo poo occurs, and uh, plenty occurred in this movie as well. So let's go dive right into Rapture Palooza, starring Anna Kendrick, Craig Robinson, and Ken Jeong. Incredibly funny. 
Yes. This is, this is a fucking great movie, okay? So, like, they're, like, super nonchalant about, you know, the world ending, the apocalypse and everything, fucking... <laughs> like, it, it started raining blood and fucking... They're just like, what? This is disgusting. What the fuck is the point of this? Like... <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. great! Now <laughs> the only smearing. recorded case of any this ever happening. Fucking Anna Kendrick's mom got sent back from heaven for talking back. <laughs> I love that she's like praying to God as this uh, locust is attacking them, and they're they're pelting it with oranges. And he's like, "Yo, Jesus freak! What are you talking? Who are you praying to? He didn't even want you. He sent you back." He doesn't even like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the perpetual lawn mowing zombie. Oh my god, he's fantastic. That was that was the craziest. And then the and then I, I guess he lost he lost his, his lawnmower. Was it that he broke or they one stole of, it? No, from one him? of the neighbors stole it from him. Yeah, and he, just kept, noise. he just kept lo- mowing his lawn. <laughs> And starting it. <laughs> you see, you from the creators of air guitar and air drum comes the air lomo. He was even making the noises near the end. Like he wasn't making the noises until they tried to convince him to do something else, and then he started making lawnmower noises. Uh, no, he didn't start making noises until they told him that he was dead. He's like, I'm not dead. You're fucking dead. I don't want to talk to you. I'm just mowing my lawn here. I'm just mowing my lawn here. Mowing my lawn here! He was, low, he was lowing his mom, Chris. Lowing his mom, yes. That's what he was doing. He was lowing his mom. <laughs> lowing his mom. Uh, okay. Uh, Craig Robinson as basically the Antichrist, which at one point I guess he he said he was Satan. So he's not just the Antichrist at that point. He called himself Satan by the end. I am Satan. Well, no, he he. What happened is that he said, if you kill him, he'll come back as Satan. And the uh, whole firing range scene where Anna Kendrick is just unloading all sorts of bullets into Craig Robinson. What the fuck? Hey! They they laser beam Jesus coming down from heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just shoots him out of the sky on his horse. Did you <laughs> Did you kill my son? Did you shoot my son out of the sky? Would have liked Black Jesus. Nope, Ken Jong Jesus is perfect. Movie. Like, non-stop, just fucking hilarious. I, I like Ken Jong Jesus. It was pretty crazy. And the way, you know... It's kind of deep, the message, because Rick Robinson in this movie, I call him, you know, the character, Black Trump. Okay, so... (laughs) uh, (laughs) The whole scene where Anna Kendrick's boyfriend is, like, talking to his dad about the Antichrist, and he's like, Dad, he's the fucking Antichrist. He's the most evil person in in the world, in the universe. And his dad's just like... Well, yeah, of course, I don't agree with everything he's done, but, you know, he's not, the, he's not all bad. He's done some good things. I was not in support of him nuking Chicago. You know, they, they, they didn't deserve to get blown up, except for, you know, the, the, the people, the, 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 food, the, food the food, the people. <laughs> the food, the people, and the weather. Yeah. 
Nobody even heard me. I'm good. I, I yelled it nope. out too. Nope. I said that's that's a political justification right there is what that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't exactly agree with what he was doing, but he's not all bad. He did some good things. Yeah. You know, you know who what that guy sounded like. <laughs> what particular group of people he sounded like. Look, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna bash Trump supporters on this one because not for nothing. Right at this particular juncture in time, I don't care what side you're trying to defend, both of you are making half assed excuses to defend your people. It, 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 it doesn't matter it if you're decremit a, a decremit. <laughs> a if you're a Democrat or a Republican, you're both making half-assed excuses to continue to vote for equal piles of shit. I, I like the Kremit better, though. <laughs> the Kremit. The Kremit. De de it, it's sort of like a Democrat with detriment kind of mixed in there. <laughs> the Kremit. Like de de Kremit. It's uh, decremental to your health, yes. What, what, what affiliation? I'm a Democrat. I'm a Kremit. <laughs> When, when I'm exhausted enough, I start making up my own words. I can see that. Like yeah. Ronin the Morn. Uh, and, oh, and I want to, before we continue on with this fantastic movie, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Seth, who once again is not here. Hey. Oh, yeah, okay, so fucking, I... I, 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 commented, I commented on uh, Seth's uh, status last night. He's like, who's doing what? And I'm like, bro, it's almost 3 a.m. Go the fuck to bed. And he's like, you go to bed. I'm like, I am in bed. Right? <laughs> yep. But he's looking to party at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he'll probably talking shit until he fucking... Yeah, he podcast. was probably... He was probably reporting from some watering hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, no, I, I guarantee you that he was at home by himself. That's where he usually is when he, when he posts that status. <laughs> That's usually where he's coming from. Either that or he is just getting out of his job, and I don't think the 99's open that late anymore. No. Has it ever been open that late? No, I don't think so. I say anymore like it's been open until 3 o'clock in the morning previously. <laughs> now, I'm just asking because my experience with the 99's is not really fast. I really didn't know much about the 99's until I moved to New England. Hmm. The 99 is, how do you, how do you put it? It's like if Applebee's was less. The, the 99 is a redneck of Applebee's. Basically. And Applebee's is like a, a redneck of, of, of the Longhorn Steakhouse. You know, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 99 is a broke Longhorn. No, actually, my apologies. Y'all are making me fucking hungry, and, like, my dinner's sitting out in the kitchen. Applebee's is, like, what you would get if you took Red Lobster and Longhorn Steakhouse, put them both together, and said, let's make it look cheap. Yeah. I didn't say yeah. it was cheap. I'm just saying look cheap. Applebee's is not that expensive, neither, though. I've been in Applebee's in several places, and it always makes me feel like I'm eating in a greenhouse. Oh my god, okay, so I fucking ordered from Bertucci's, and they have zero right being that expensive. Yeah, it's overrated. They have overrated. no fucking right being that expensive for their bland-ass fucking food. Bertucci's? Overrate themselves. Like, their, their food was pitiful. Yeah, the, it, it's... Uh, last I mean, time... 
pretty good Italian food. That wasn't one of them. Last time I had Bertucci's, good. I had a pizza from Bertucci's, and it was fucking burnt and had... I don't know. What, did they put all the spices for the pizza on the fucking crust underneath? It's like there was no flavor on the top, but every time my tongue touched the fucking crust, it was like, yeah. Oh, that's dry. They put a dry rub on this. What is this? In, in, the, in the description of most of their pizza, I should say uh, a round slab of cardboard with mozzarella on top of it. And yeah. It's signature it sauce. No. No, here's the advertisement. Would you like to visit the Sahara Desert? Put our pizza on your tongue. They barely <laughs> give you any fucking sauce. What's, what, they, what is sauce? They're horrible. It's so bad. What is sauce? And their, so- their, their, their tomato sauce isn't saucy. It's chunky. Who the does only, that? I've, I've, the only thing I like from them uh, is their garlic bread. And I will figure somebody, one of their... People, one of their, you know, whatever managers saying, but the garlic bread though, eh, eh? right? Because everything it's else not just, even worth it. Everything <laughs> else just sucks. the garlic bread. When the shit that they bring to you free to your table is the best part of the meal, you got problems with your business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I wish they had this. So I, I, I don't know that they have it. They might, but I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. It's an Italian place, and they have several in several places called Carabas. Yeah. I fucking, what was that? I ordered from this, like, rotisserie chicken place the other day, and I didn't know that you could make corn bad. I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, you, know, you, could, you, you could mess up. I didn't know you could fuck up corn. Uh, it just, they, they, it said Parmesan corn, okay? So I thought there would be, like, you know, Great parmesan, or at least like, like shredded parmesan or something. But it was just—it was all melted, and like the top layer was just—it huh. was, it was like they put a they put a bunch of parmesan into a pot with the stuff to boil, and it just kind of congealed to it, right? Yeah, pretty much. You were expecting kind of like Mexican street corn, yeah, with the grated parmesan on top of it, yeah. and like a little chili powder and stuff. See, that's, no, that's that good. Delicious. Actually, yeah, that's, that, that shit's incredible. This place down the street for me, Stuffed, makes excellent uh, Mexican street corn. Hey, look that they call Next it. time, when we get you guys back here, when I got my chairs here, when things die down a little bit, because Lord knows we're going to have an uptick for the winter. But when things die down, I'm going to order Stuffed, yeah. uh, some burritos with the Mexican street corn. We're going to have a meal here. Word. I bring the okay. beer. And uh, stuff. Bring the bud. If anybody happens to live in the Haverhill area, that was a free fucking advertisement for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let them know. We just let them know to come through with that discount. I'll how bring many the beers? How many major chains did we just completely decimate? And then we got this one thing that's like under the railroad tracks over here by my my house, <laughs> and we're like, this is the place to go. Go here. <laughs> But we're going to, yeah, this sucks, this sucks, that sucks, but we want a place that makes good food. Go to this place. There's only one of them. That's what the problem is. When you start franchising, it becomes more about the business model than the actual food you're making. Yeah. So you got a name, but you haven't exactly got the decent food anymore. 
No, stuff stuff is stuff is great. Um, I will say definitely they're like the Dr. Ken of non Mexican taco places. The do- I I don't know what to say here. Did you just compare <laughs> the f- their food somehow to Ken Jung? Yeah. I okay. love stuff and I love Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken is the man. He is. In my book. I especially liked him in the hangover movies. Oh, but did you die? But did you die? <laughs> they even make teachers of that and everything. Right. I think there was even a movie that I liked. That meme. There was an entire movie featuring him about him having to make money by killing David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I saw that. And the only reason that movie was as good as it was was because of him. It was Wasn't a, it the name of it, Killing Hasselhoff? I think or it was, just like Killing that? Hasselhoff. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Hey, <laughs> D- David needed some money, so I mean, they had to make an entire movie about somebody trying to kill him because he tries to make movies. Listen, they should have made, they should have made, they should have made some kind of like offshoot of, of, of this movie, um... Uh, Rapture Palooza, like uh, Dr. Ken movie, just got, you know, something about God or whatever, played by Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken is the man. <laughs> the universe according to God. You know, just Ken Jeong <laughs> telling the story of the universe through his eyes as God. Yo, could you yes. imagine? That'd be fucking fantastic. I think it would, too. There you go. There's another movie we need to go sell. (laughs) Just... There you go. Him telling... And he's telling the story of the universe, so you can break that up into a couple parts. You could almost make a TV show out of that. We could make... You know what would be cool? Uh, Like a prequel to uh, Rapture Palooza. And basically narrated by Dr. Ken. I like it. A prequel like to how Rapture did everything became, you know, what Rapture Palooza was? How we all came to happen. Humanity, the prequel. Because <laughs> we're seeing the prequel to real Rapture nowadays. Oh, okay, so I, I think the, the, the prequel should, like, fucking... Someone dies and you follow them, like, up to heaven and they fucking find God and... He's just like super obnoxious and shit. Fuck it. It's like okay, so fuck everybody on the earth. You here now? But you know who I want for Satan? I, we don't need to have Craig Robinson as Satan because basically Craig Robinson became Satan because he was yeah. killed, right? You know who I really want yeah. for Satan? If we have Ken Jong as God, we have to have somebody equally dickish for Satan. And there's only one guy. That is probably the biggest dick in Hollywood. He doesn't get a lot of work either. Andy Dick. Yeah, but but, but Dr. Ken is really not a dick. He's just funny as hell. Everybody likes him. Andy Dick is probably one of the biggest dickheads in Hollywood. But he is in real life. Huh? He is in real life. Dr. Ken just plays a lot of dicks. No, no. I mean, he just does that well. (laughs) Yeah. For the devil, I also like Charlie Sheen. The devil, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. Let's see. Or, or, 
I mean, if we're talking, if we want somebody that, do we want a smooth devil or do we want a dick, like an asshole? A smooth dick. A smooth dick. <laughs> Boss. Oh <my> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's okay. <laughs> anyway. Skeet <laughs> uh, Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. Wow, we haven't heard him in a while. Yeah. Wow. Just Skeet like Ulrich is the devil. Oh. Or if you want to, you want to pull another. Another guy that's just been gone for so long. Uh, what is his name? Edward Furlong? Oh, yeah. I'm too. Just Edward Furlong as the devil. <laughs> I'm not wearing up the tuxedo looking all debonair. Hey, Eddie. Devil. Here's what we need out of you. Here's what we need out of you for your, for your acting as the devil. Remember all of those horrible instincts, the ones that made, that basically trashed your entire career. All those horrible instincts... I want you to focus on them. Bring them out and be the devil. Channel those. <laughs> just be the devil. Or it should now. be like... Well, you've got Kim Jong is like a complete dick in this movie. Maybe we should have somebody that is like... Somebody that would be the sweetest guy on the face of the planet. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks as Oh the my devil. god, yes. Um, Tom Hanks is a great actor. He could play the he devil, is the, no like, problem. the nicest, most debonair guy. And you got him. I want him to, like, play the devil, but as his fucking um, Mr. Rogers character. Right? Just he's... Yeah. The devil is, like, the nicest guy, and you always think that he he wants the best for you, even though he's basically trying to sell your... You're basically uh, listening to him convince you to sell your soul. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, remember, it's been said over and over that the devil won't come as a beast with horns. It will come as everything you've ever wanted. Like it's gonna be the image of whatever, whatever cre- uh, makes you feel trust and respect. Like it's like Tom Hanks channeling David Pumpkins almost. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty much. There's a. Uh, I, I like remember it. this movie that he was in that he plays like a. He almost looks like Mark Twain in the movie. Is it like small time oh. crooks? Ah, oh. I don't know. It's a really good movie. He looks like this guy. Uh, played... Road Road to Perdition. No, no, he plays like a a smooth talking um, bank robber, and they convince this woman. Uh, they convince this woman to use their house, her house, because they're going to tunnel from the house to the bank or something to that nature. Is it, it was weird. I haven't seen that, but that sounds good as... Oh, I know who you're talking about. It looks like Carl Sanders. Yes. Um, I was thinking... Wayans was in it. Um, I was thinking Tennessee um, Williams. Um, the Lady Killers. The Lady Killers. Lady Killers. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. That he was like, oh, this is highly regular. It looked like a Southern gentleman. <laughs> right? Yes, he kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking like uh, Tennessee Williams, not Colonel Sanders, almost. Uh, he was just just wasn't wearing white, but that's what he reminded me of. And he told really southern, but very gentlemanly. It was a fantastic cast too, even though it was sort of a bad movie. Like it was not a good Tom Hanks movie, to be honest. But you had uh, J.K. Simmons was in it. Uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Root. You had Marlon yeah. Wayans. Was part of the yeah. uh, show, the movie. 
there was a lot of pretty good actors in there. Blake Clark was in there, famous uh, comedian known for his work with uh, Adam Sandler. Like, he's in almost every Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. I know. Uh, uh, I liked it. I thought it was funny. No, I, it was a good movie. It was just not very well received. I want to say yeah, it, it was one of those... Well. It was one of those movies that we could honestly watch for this podcast. The Lady Killers. Sure. The Lady Killers Killer was pretty dope. We should do it next week. You want to do Lady Killers next? I got to see if it's actually available. That's the thing. Some movies are not like available anywhere. Watch yeah, movie. Where can we watch The Lady Killers? Ah, it's one of those premium subscription things, my friend. Oh, never mind. If you're going to watch it, you got you to gotta have the special channel on... on on Hulu because let's see. Oh no, you can't even watch it on Hulu. Never mind. You don't even get to watch you it can, on a spe special Hulu channel. You can rent the Lady Killers on uh, Amazon for four bucks. Yeah. Yep, it's four dollars. It's telling me here that I can watch it for free if I have part of the subscription service, but now it's telling me I got to rent it for four. I don't want to rent anything right now. We'll discuss it. <laughs> Uh, well, I just saddled myself with a uh, decent-sized uh, car payment. Yeah. So renting things right now, I've got to strap in a lot of my extracurricular cash. Yeah. Speaking of which, i got to call Xfinity and try to convince them to let me out of my contract. <laughs> Fine. No. I'm actually outside of the last contract I had with them anyway. But every time I call into them and say, hey, I don't need your cable services anymore, they try to convince me to keep the cable services, and it's like, I don't want them. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. their job. That's true. I, I don't want them. You're trying to upsell me on something I don't fucking need. You know when the last time I watched cable was? I wasn't living in Massachusetts. Very I'll tell long you that. Time ago. I wasn't living in Mass. Yeah. So, anyway... Anywho. I mean, Amazon just provided me with the one thing that I've been needing all my life. BritBox. <laughs> I've been yeah. wanting to see every episode of Doctor Who from the beginning. And they have all of it. Nice. How much are you paying for BritBox? Uh, let's see. For the next three months, I'm paying 99 cents because I got it on uh, the sale that they had. It was like a pre-Cyber Monday thing. So 99 Word. cents for the next three months, and then uh, it'll be like 5.99 afterwards. But it's worth it just to see all of that. And once I'm done with that, there's two other shows that I want to catch all of, and I'm done. Red Dwarf and... Uh, there's this comedy called Are You Being Served? Mm. Uh, which is absolutely hilarious. I recommend it if you ever get to watch it. If you like really bad... Uh, not really bad. That was good British comedy for the 80s. <laughs> What's the name? Are You Being Served? Mm. Sounds familiar for some reason. It's a good show. Uh... Anyhow, we stopped talking about the movie altogether. Rapture. Yeah, we did that. Rapture. I, like I'm like I'm, heads, I'm out of the headspace to discuss the movie now. I fucked myself. Yeah, right. It's like we gotta we, we gotta figure out how to stay on track because we like get way off track and then it's like, well, what, what, what were we talking about? 
We tried to come back to it a couple of times, but we kept going off it. <laughs> that's how that's how this podcast works. You come here to listen to us spoil the movie, and then uh, we We're spoil it by five other movies in the process. Yeah, we spoil it by not talking about it. We talk everything. It's like the catalyst to talk about everything but the movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've lost everyone. Everybody's kind of dying, being quiet. I think it's time to wrap it up. Sorry, Owen was being a brat. Owen's always being a brat. Be safe. I can't stand this guy. Tell the dogs. Don't look at me like that. Tufts of hair. Right. It doesn't matter if it's crunchy. It's not chips, Owen. It's not chips. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's not chips. It's people. <laughs> Soylent Green? Anybody? Anybody? Uh-huh. Yeah. So have, has anybody seen Soylent Green here? I don't think so. The concept of the movie is that there's like this superfood that turns out to be people called Soylent Green. Oh, damn. Okay. And I started. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is because recently I went to Target and they have an entire line of products called Soylent. <laughs> And I'm it's looking people. at it, and I'm like, well... It, it's person. I know what I'm not going to buy. <laughs> Pantsier person. Anybody that's seen that? those movies? I watched this movie, what was it, two days ago? Called Cadaver on Netflix. Fucking... I think it's German? I don't know. I didn't watch it in its original language. It was, it was an English dub. Okay. But, um... I guess it's, like, post-apocalyptic and fucking, like, people go to this place and, like, they invite everyone over for, like, a dinner and a show, fucking, because, you know, the times are tough and, like, we need something to look forward to and fucking, so, like, a bunch of people from the neighborhood go and they fucking, like, they, they just start dying off and they're, like, get, they're getting killed and fucking, this lady's daughter goes missing and her husband fucking, like, it's just, it's crazy, it's a good-ass movie, y'all should watch it. Cadavers. I just, uh, just could happen. No S. So I just recently uh, watched a new, or not a new, but an old David Cronenberg movie from 1975 about parasitic leeches that infect humans in Montreal, turning them into sex-crazed monsters. And most people, I think your age, would know who David Cronenberg is for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. Cronenberg, uh, uh, the the Cronenberg world in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Basically, the whole idea of Cronenberg world is the grotesque monsters that David Cronenberg used to come up with for his movies. Everything from okay, yeah. He he did the fly. He did that. He did a movie I think called the stuff. He did all sorts of just twisted, demented creatures. That's what he was known for. Word. You know, as Omar would say, that couldn't have come from a sober mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it couldn't have. No. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I think uh, we have Bring played out the time. end of this podcast. Yeah, just a little. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. We will, we will pick up next week when we find something to watch. And hopefully, hopefully actually be here. 
And uh, at some point, we will get back to Miss B's podcast. We're just taking a hiatus right yeah, now. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna be back there this week. Fucking, we got election the elections would, this week. Fucking, shit's all fucked up. There needs to be a big podcast for the elections. Yeah, I think something something big. Definitely. If we were all in the same house, I would say even fucking do something live. You know, go through Twitch or YouTube or something, but we're not. I don't know that that's possible with us all being in separate houses to live stream to YouTube or anything like that. I think it's possible. I've seen people do that kind of stuff where they're live streaming from different houses. I just don't currently run in the circles that provide me that information. Yeah, I'll look it up and see what I can find. I know that uh, my son is currently getting set to use uh, lab streams. Yeah. Yeah. Or stream lab or something like that. I think I got it backwards. I think it's stream lab, not lab streams. I sound ancient. Live <laughs> <laughs> stream. A little bit. How do your kids make this shit work? The internet. Fuck. <laughs> 